Welcome Fit Dads to another episode of the Fit Dad Club podcast. Today's podcast is all about helping you become the best version of you in every aspect of your life. My name is Travis Jones. I'm your host with Jason Barrett today. We're going to dive into today to set the stage for 2024. And this is about... Happy New Year. (laughs) Exactly. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It is um, January 1st, probably when you're listening to this, which is great. It's setting you up for success. If you're listening to this, you're already being successful. So it's all talking about setting and achieving great goals across the three critical aspects of your life, which is your fitness, your family, and your finances. So the biggest thing we have to understand is we don't want to become really healthy and neglect our finances and our family. That's not what we want. And we don't want to become, you know, financially well off, but, you know, die early and have no relationship with our kids. You know, we want to have what we call 3D goals or becoming three-dimensional. I think that's a big thing. It's this harmonious... Um, balancing act between the three key elements of your life. And to do this, we can make our 2024 an exceptional year. And, you know, we're going to introduce an idea called a Masogi that I I loved from Jesse Itzler. We're going to talk about a power list um, that Andy Frisella talks about. And we're going to talk about actually how to achieve these goals once and for all and make 2024 maybe a a pivotal or a trajectory change in your life or just to continue to up level and help you move forward with your potential on what you're willing to achieve jace how are you doing today mate happy new year how was your christmas oh my christmas was uh, fantastic it was uh awesome uh breezy flowed well uh imi slept through the night i will say something though that happened last night which frustrated me slightly i was prepping a kilo of bolognese with extra lean beef mince i had just put the beef mince in i put in a bunch of veggies i had a little bit of leftover lamb fat from a previous dish i was about to put a spoonful of that in and i cracked the glass jar that it was in over the top of the bolognese and i was just like I've, I've just got to throw this out now, don't I? I've got to throw out a kilo of bolognese plus the veggies and the tomatoes and everything that I had put into it. And then we ended up having scrambled eggs for dinner because I was just, I was done. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that, was a, that was a fun experience last night, but we pivoted. We uh, still continued forward and I have, I've recovered from my tragic ordeal. Oh, mate, that is um, one, not the best. And two, you don't want to eat glass. Though I will <laughs> reflect, I will reflect when I used to play rugby league, towards the end of my playing, I played um, in Coogee for the Coogee Dolphins. And there was a fellow there and everyone has like a parlor trick, right? Um, and his was he would scull a beer and then eat the glass. Um, he didn't die. Um, and he always did that. So I, I don't recommend this, but I've seen it being done. Um, oh, I, I, I don't, don't want to know. Mate, I don't want to know I, I, what his insides are like, but <laughs> that was something that was like Jesus. Exactly, exactly. It must have been pain for the next day. Um, mm. But to start off with, before we delve into how to create three D goals for everyone here, what a masogi is, and how to create your masogi for the year, uh, you know, what's you know accountability and proximity, and how they are keys to change, you know, understanding grit and the factors inside that, and then really just crafting a bit of me- mental resilience for twenty twenty four. And those are the big topics we're going to talk about today. I want to talk you know, about your goals, Jason, maybe just touch on what my goals are for 2024 to maybe inspire some people 
on one it's always good to hear other people's goals because it you know inspires you with your goals but also you know it's sometimes good to for us to share our own journeys because we're on a journey just like you guys so jace um when we're looking at I, I guess you know you can share all your goals or some of your goals mate what is happening for you this year in 2024 are you becoming an ultra marathon runner because you've hit 5ks now what, what's going on um, look, I, I was saying to my neighbor earlier, I do have the build for a marathon runner. Like I'm six <laughs> one and I'm lanky. I don't really have the build to be the most jacked dude in the world. So, um, you yeah, know, it's kind of opposite that I'm trying to get huge and Trav's like, I'm running fucking 64 Ks. Um, it's like Trav would kill to have these legs, right? Each step is just uh, like, it's just, it just goes further. Um, like a now, gazelle. So, yeah, exactly. I'm just very not majestic yet. Um, I would say that a big goal for me is to continue to improve that running. Maybe for me, I'd say something along the lines of like a 10 or maybe like a 20K over the course mm. of that uh, the year would be a really good goal. I haven't 100% decided on it yet, but at least a 10K um, and doing that. And I want to get a 5K down in at least under 25 minutes. So that'd be a nice little um, goal for me because running isn't going to be my number one priority, but I want it to be at a good maintainable level. Uh, and I'd like to, to spend probably majority of 2024 in a surplus like really training hard and um working on gaining as much muscle mass as i possibly can because ideally for us we have baby number two in 2024 that would that's the goal right there's there's obviously things that that's need to happen your to that's your masogi your masogi is that's, having a baby <laughs> yeah it's having a, having a having baby number two so that we have uh that happening that's uh, that's going to be a big one from a family perspective i'll uh I'll, I'll train as hard as i can up until that point and then uh and then We'll see what having having two kids is like, and and people say it's a little bit harder mm. because now there's one each. Uh, don't know what, don't know how we're going to handle it, but we'll see. Uh, but that is that is a big goal from a family perspective, and then um, you know financially, our goal is to um, not, not really do too much next year as far as you know big purchases or anything like that. We've got a we've got a bit saved, and we're just looking to um, upgrade the house and and look for a bigger one if the market isn't fucking crazy by the end of uh, 2024 so um that one is basically just continue to to pay down the house that we've got continue to um you know make as much as we can and and keep i think a big one for us is keeping expenses low and not not as we earn more money not ballooning out um expenses because that could be that lifestyle bloat can be something that from a financial perspective i think affects a lot of people you earn a bit, you see it with a lot of fifo guys especially here in wa your income balloons out and then it's all of a sudden you've got boats and caravans and fucking jet skis and all sorts of stuff and it all gets kind of blown um but it's like it's not about how much this is the kind of principle for finances it's not about how much money you make it's about how much money you keep so you can make mm. all the money in the world but if you're then blowing it on stuff and that's the kind of I think the goal for us next year is like it's only spending the money on shit that, well, number one, spending money on stuff that actually does make a good positive difference. Things for us that have really made a good difference. Things like a rice cooker. You know, it seems like a small purchase, but we bought a really decent rice cooker, um, a really decent coffee machine. We've got a dishwasher. We had to get a special one that fits in our house because the, the, there wasn't really a space for one normally. Um, all of these things that just really improve your life, but not just spending money on shit willy-nilly. So that's probably the big core goals um for me i would like to get back into being able to deadlift comfortably and i'd say the biggest goal for me is to have a pain-free lower back to be able to get into a lot of those positions and movements without pain and without um fear of of you know something happening so really strengthening and getting more mobility into my hips and low back is a is a priority so um yeah i mean my legs take a little bit of a hit but i'm okay my quads are pretty well pretty well um pretty well done okay i'll keep them at the same size and i'll just 
have try to grow my grow my calves to be massive and support me. <laughs> All I the running it. should help. Yeah, definitely, mate. Just run up hills. Um, So, mate, there's some awesome goals. There's definitely some good goals. So, guys, if you're listening, if it's inspiring you, um, maybe write some stuff down that Jace has said and go, okay, maybe I need to, you know, do my budging or maybe I've got a five-hour tanker or a 21K that I want to train for. And even if you need help with that, you can reach out to us. Um, Mm -hmm. Or maybe you want to have a baby. Um, And, yeah, Jace. I can help you with that as well. (laughs) Jace can help you with that as well. Exactly. Um, but with this, it's, it's understanding, Jace, for the first three years, yes, it is tougher. But, you know, I reckon two kids from like when they're above four, like the youngest is above four, I reckon it's so much easier because they get to play with each mm. other. Um, and yeah. it's just more, it's, for me, it's like it's more fun. Yeah. And that's the goal for us, right? Like we want, um, Imi, we don't want, like, I can see how people get caught in the mindset of, oh, I just want this, this, I want to give this kid my everything because I love them so much. The first yeah. one that comes along, but it's like, in order for me to give them everything, I should give them like someone to play with and someone to go through this <laughs> childhood experience Journey. with and have someone mm-hmm. to bitch about mum and dad, you know, to that understands and gets it. So, um, yeah, I think at least, at least two or three, I think is the goal for us eventually. Um, but yeah, it, it is definitely exciting to, to think about adding another one. Um, but it's also remembering that, Hey, when they're actually like fresh newborns, they're actually pretty freaking easy. You just breastfeed them and then they sleep a lot. Uh, you just, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm cuddling the baby. All right. I can't do the dishes. Sorry. And you sit on the couch. It's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Um, when I look out towards the end of this year, um, I've got some big goals, um, to achieve and, I've got a family trip at the end of this year. We haven't been to Europe for a good like five years, I would say, just before COVID. So for me, it's going on, like we have a, a three-week family trip to Europe. Jax wants to see Liverpool game play. So like that's our big thing at December this year. We want to go to Santa's Village before that in Finland. So it's going to be like a three-week kind of, you know, Euro tour. Um, and that's like a, a big family goal for us. Um, when I'm looking at um, inclusive in my family goal, something I really started this year was a monthly boys date because again my boys are at an age where I can take them both out together so at once a month you know Sunday we just mum stays at home we goes out on a boys day we just do boys stuff together you know we go to the sushi train we do some games we play play around we create some adventures together um, and something I really loved so it's having that monthly boys date um, and, a, and a bi-monthly night away with Liv because I think you know with um, especially with young kids, uh, if you're running a business or you've had a hectic life, um, like everyone has a hectic life, it's very easy to become complacent with your relationship with your partner, and you know you lose the the intimacy and connection, and you become a co-parent, and that's what you are. Your relationship is a co-parent um, yeah. and not a wife, and not um, you know someone that you know, was your best friend. You're just like there with them. So we try and do this like monthly date night, sorry, a bi-monthly date night where we have a night away together. We get to just spend some time just with us. And I think that's a big thing um, for us. Um, We want to double the Fit Dads business um, over the next year. So, you know, I, I think for us, it helps us impact more dads to help them have the best um, life they can possibly have as well. Like it's a massive one for us um, and how we're going to do that. And my, my fitness one is I'm going to run around Tasmania um, in October. So, <laughs> what are you going to do with the rest of the um, afternoon? It's, it's, 
exactly it's like 900 kilometers um and doing for charity and i'll announce that um you know in a couple of months but um, I'm going to try and do that in about 12-ish days. Uh, I'm going to try and do it under two weeks. Um, so it's like doing double marathon days. Um, and that's going to be my big defining um, moment for the year. Well, that's my Masogi. So um, that's me. I, like I, I've set something big out there. And you know, I don't know if I um, <laughs> am stupid, but of course I am. Uh, but it's a, it's a massive thing for me to do. And it's something that... Um, it, it gives me focus, okay, for the whole year. So, you know, for me mm. in saying that, you know, it's breaking down the milestones. I've got a half marathon already booked. I've got a 5K with Jack, and that was in Jan, 5K in Feb. I've got a half marathon in March up in Port Macquarie with one of the fit, a couple of the Fit Dad boys. Um, April, I've got a half down here with a couple of clients down in Taz. Um, I've got a, an ultra in May um, already booked and I've got the marathon in July in the Gold Coast. Like all this is already booked. So like I'm, like, I'm such a, a person that my training needs deadlines to make sure that I'm on track to achieving my, my bigger goal, right? My Masogi for the year. So if I'm on track to doing these things, I can't be complacent with my training. Um, I need to continue to achieve and it keeps me on track. If I'm doing some halves and some fulls, I, I need to keep up ramping up my um, running at a, at a you know, good 100K plus weeks. Um, inside that, we'll talk about later, but that's that's my big goals for the year. So I've got my, my financial based ones, I've got my family based ones, I've got my fitness based ones. And then it's, it's creating that as a balancing act. So I don't lean too far on one side or too far on the other side. And I sort of you know, map out my year to make sure that all of this is achievable. Um, and I believe it is. And then if I do achieve all this, then yeah, 2024 is going to be a, a fantastic year. If I achieve half of it, 2024 will be a fantastic year as well. So I think that's, I, I shoot for the stars. And if I, if I drop a bit short, I'm like, dude, that was still cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good uh, a good set of goals there in terms of, you know, there's a lot of, I guess, like big almost, um, as you said, like a Masogi, like a big moment um, that it builds up to, which is easy enough to get focused on. It's a lot harder when your goal is like to do something consistently throughout the, like, you know, every, that has to show up every mm. single day. That's probably where the, the double the business um one comes in where it yeah. does require the constant effort. And for some dads listening out there whose big thing might be to drop 40 kilos or 30 kilos or whatever, that will be the thing that requires that daily focus and that daily effort, right? Um, so it, it is it is known as like, cool, the big the big end result. And well, I guess it's the same thing for you know, running around Tassie. You don't just, oh, it's October, now it's time to run around Tassie. I'm pretty sure you have to train a little bit for that. Um, you got to do some kind of, some kind of preparation. Um, but th that is it. There is a, the the acute element of the goal and the actual, you know, maybe it's the booking of the trip. It might be the booking of the date nights and, you know, doing the monthly date and that kind of stuff. That's like the acute side of things. And then there's like the grind and then there's like the consistent chronic day-to-day -day of working towards it. So I think in order to do that, you've got to have milestones, especially for a big goal, you've got to have milestones along the way. So for Trav, you've got the the marathons and the half marathons and the 5Ks and the fucking 10Ks and all the different variations in there. Um, you've got all of those along the way, which are essentially milestones you know, for the run to a degree. Um, you've got little checkpoints to make sure that you're on track. Um, the same thing with doubling the business. Like you can see, all right, cool. If you grow by, you know, 10% each month over the course of, you know, 10 months, then it's doubled the business, right? Like that's, that's easy enough to do. Easy enough to do, I say. Um, but it's it's you know it's it's easy enough to track and to know the metrics and mm. to know hey you know we grew by X amount. That's those are things that you can track and it's got to be the same thing for you guys in your goals. And 
for tracking with your family, it might be having a, a check-in night with your partner. That's something that my wife and I started doing uh, on a more consistent basis is having a night where if Amy goes to bed early, we don't watch TV, we don't do anything, we just sit down and we just check in. We get a bit of a temperature check, see how you're going, you know, how am I being as a partner? How are you being as a partner? Because, um, I mean, lately, Amy has been getting up at 4.30 and going to bed at 8 to 8.30, so it's been hard. She'll wake up at 4.30 and, and just, uh, she's very excited about Christmas, so she just wakes up and goes, ho, ho, ho. And then she can't say Christmas, so she just goes, cookie. And it's just, it's yeah, it's the most adorable thing in the world. But yeah. at 4.30 in the morning, I'm just like, oh, you, you took so long to go down last night. And, and yeah, it's, it's so it's been a struggle to, to do those things, but it's when it's a struggle is when you need to prioritize it. So remembering during those harder times, having the big picture goal, having the big Masogi, having the big fucking vision board almost of this is what I want, mm. this is what I'm working towards will help you get through those hard times. 100%, mate. So like when anyone's out there looking at crafting our 3D goals and why we talk about it like this is because it is crucial. It's crucial for one, all of us to have, you know, fitness, family and finances up on the board. So we are focused on becoming better across all aspects because this leads to a high amount of fulfillment. It gives us more a well-rounded life and also it gives us a more satisfying life. You don't want to be fit and just never see your kids and, and be broke, you know, because you're spending all your money on protein powder and supplements. Um, and like, I, I think, you know, being there and being there with your kids and having stuff you're doing with them and these goals orientated around becoming a better dad and i'm not saying people aren't great dads but we can always be better every single one of us um we can always be better partners we can always have greater relationships um and i think if you can't measure it on actual data and because it's hard like you know how can i have a greater relationship you know if you rated your, your relationship out of one to ten and it's a seven then you have to go why is it a seven and to make it to a nine how would it look like and what would it look like so you can actually put data around that as well so it is making sure that you are balancing act across the 3D model, a three-dimensional man. I think that's a big thing for us. Uh, and, and also, it's crucial because if we aren't improving, I think this is a big thing that people don't understand. If we have a really, if we let our relationship slide and we're arguing with our partner a lot, um, that decreases our energy. I don't care any, I would, I would assume anyone out there, I know that, you know, if me and Liv are having a frustrating moment and I allow it to get to me and I don't actually, you know, solve it, um, or we don't solve it, you know, what happens is I let that drag into my training and it actually dra drags into my work as well. And every, my performance decreases because my frequency in how I am living life decreases. So I think, you know, it's always trying to maintain that the best relationship you can because that allows you to be your best in your work and your health as well. It's making sure your health is the best because that allows you to maintain a positive outlook so you have your best self and energy for your work and also your relationship. It's maintaining that you're having some form of fulfillment and accomplishment and purpose and progression with your work because if you feel like you aren't there, you're not, you know, one of our, when we move up the 
hierarchy, we want to have purpose and we want to have progress. So if we're not having it there, then we're going home, not feeling the best self, our best self either. Um, we allow that drag into our relationships. So all of these like kind of carry into each other. That's why if we have goals across the 3D model and we're moving across the board, they actually help lift each other up. And it's not like if you're going 10% across the board, you know, you know, it's a, it's a, not just a 30% increase in your quality of life. Like it's huge. They compound on top of each other in reality and your life just starts to get so much better. So I, I think it is crucial, you know, don't just have health-based goals, have that 3D model. And we need to make sure that anyone out there, like you want to sort of write down, you know, you want to brainstorm these goals and you want to have like five ideas that you can achieve um, and that inspire you in your fitness. Mm. Like what's, what could I do? in 2024 and it could be like i'm gonna lose 30 kilos right that could be it or it could be i'm gonna do it could be i'm gonna run a marathon you're like shit to run a marathon i need to lose 30 kilos um because it's gonna be a lot easier um so like like you know either way i don't mind it can be an event or it can be a specific thing um and write a bunch of these things down if you look at that goal you're like oh that's that's a that's a tough one i'm gonna have to work it work to achieve that i'm gonna have to be consistent to achieve that i'm gonna have to push outside my comfort zone a little bit to achieve that it's probably a good goal. We don't want to have goals inside our comfort zone that we don't feel like, uh, that's an okay goal. We want great goals that inspire you. And there's a reason behind them. Don't just say, I'm going to run it. Why you want to run a marathon, right? Like why? Don't just say you're going to do it for no reason. Um, so right, have a why behind these. Um, you know, ha have some ideas. Like when we're looking at your kids, like maybe there's mini adventures. Maybe like, you know, once every couple of months, you know, you take them out and, you know, you're doing something different with them. Maybe you go and do some jujitsu or maybe you go camping with them or maybe you go fishing with them. I don't care what your stuff is, but remember kids spell love, T-I-M-E time so like it's spending some not just you scrolling your phone time um or watching them play sport time but it's spending like quality present time and creating memories with these kids that are going to help um round them as individuals um and cultivate maybe a little bit of grit along the way um as they're doing it and the same sort of thing like with our finances guys it doesn't mean that you have to start a business or a side hustle, but you could, you know, you might go, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I wanna grow my business, or I'm gonna start a business, or you might start a side hustle, right? Like, you know, my cousin is super good with his hands and fixing stuff. It's like, dude, like just go buy like, um, right on lawnmowers who are, which are dead you can fix them really easy and then flip them on marketplace for like two three hundred bucks profit do that every week or every fortnight and you're making yourself an extra 15 grand a year like like that mm. so it's like there's things you've got everyone's got skill sets um and if you don't have a skill set maybe this year you just you develop a skill set right um but or you might you know what i want to get a raise i want to be i want to make more money in my current job it's like okay well you have to come to your workplace with, okay, a, a skill that they don't have, or this is what I'm providing. And I believe that, you know, what, what will it take for me to make an extra $10,000 here? And like, you can literally ask your direct ports for me to go from this wage to that wage. I'd love to be at this wage by the end of next, by the end of this year, like what skill set or what do I need to provide for this business to be able to do that? And I think, you know, if you actually have that honest and um, candor approach with your direct reports, it uh, depends on the size of the company, but 
they can help you create a development plan that if you execute with consistency and you're providing more value to the business, then you can get that wage increase. So guys, I don't care where you're at with your job or your business or whatever you're doing, a side hustle, like have a plan around that and then have an execution strategy. So, you know, that's the big thing of why, why we do 3D goals and some ideas around your 3D goals and then making sure that we're having this like periodic evaluation um, around these goals as well. And I, I think that is in, in important part. As far as evaluating your goals along the way, Jace, do you want to have a bit of a chat about that? Yeah, this is, and if you don't book the time in to make it happen, it won't happen. You can say all you want. And this is something that used to happen in businesses all the time that, I, that I've been a part of. It's like, we'll do a quarterly review or a monthly this. And it's like, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. And it is, unless it's scheduled in the calendar and it's booked in advance and you're like, right, this is a weekend where, you know, or a day where, you know, we're going to get the kids babysat and me and my wife are going to, we're going to sit down and we're going to go through how we think we're going um, on all of these goals. Uh, treat it like a business. You can, like, hundred percent and, and prioritize it because if you don't make intention to do these kind of things and the review period being mm. so valuable, if you don't make the intention, it's just not going to happen. Feedback and, and being able to iterate over and over and over again. I think there's a, um, there's uh, a concept with like Formula One cars where the fastest car at the start of the season would be the slowest car by the end of the season if it just stayed the same. Um, the, the amount of iteration and upgrades and tweaks and adjustments and fine tuning that goes on, the cars just get better and better and better and better. But if they didn't do that after every single race, after every single practice session, they're just like, all right, we built the car. All right, we'll build another one for next year and make it slightly different. Hopefully it's good. Um, uh, no. The more you iterate and the more you reflect, like the more opportunities you have to reflect, the better. Ideally, you're doing it once a week, but above and beyond that, at least you know monthly, quarterly, find some kind of cadence and rhythm if you've got bigger goals to sit down and really review. Hey, how do you think we've been going? If you've made um, a promise to your family to you know to leave work on time, potentially, if you're someone who's a bit of a workaholic, and um, how have I been going with that? How have I been going with being a present dad and not putting my not bringing my phone up? You know, how have how have we all been going? How have been going at you know uh, mowing the lawn or doing the dishes when I said I was going to do them or um, you know whatever it might be whatever things that you're looking to work on have a like have a metric for success and have an, an a way of tracking and reflecting and going how have I been going you can do it yourself as well uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a thing with the whole family but just having some form of reflection is it's like well, it's it's one of the key ways we learn we re learn by reflecting we learn by looking back and going how did I do what led me to, you know, what were some of the mistakes? What were some of the things I could do better? And then take on board the feedback, take on board what I can do better without it letting affect you and go, oh, it means I'm not good enough. No, 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 it's not what it means. And a lot of guys will internalize that. A lot of guys will take yeah. on board the idea of, oh, I'm not good enough because I didn't do the things or I didn't get 100% praise. And it can be hard because sometimes we can feel criticized a lot of the time. And you, know, you can get that way when you're deep in a relationship and you're, you're doing stuff and then you can feel like every comment is an attack or a criticism on you. And it's not necessarily... But that's the kind of stuff that you've got to say, all right, you know, what could I, could I have done something better? And if I don't feel like I could have done anything better, cool, right? Now we've all got ways we can improve, but without reflecting, you lose all of that learning and you lose all of that ability to grow and compound rather than ending 2024 going, fuck, nothing changed. I completely agree, mate. And I think, you know, reflections and iterations are the most key thing. If you're only if you're doing it daily, you get three hundred and sixty five or next year three sixty six iterations. Um yeah, if day. you're doing it 
bonus day to achieve your goals this year. Um, so, you know, if you're doing it weekly, then you get 52 iterations. If you're doing it monthly, you only get 12 iterations. Uh, if you do it quarterly, you get four. So if you're off course, you're trying to just to recorrect, you know, four times. So I think it's having the, the daily mini iterations that we'll discuss a little bit later on how to do that. Um, but it's so crucial to continue your trajectory upwards or if it's, you know, if you're spiraling down, it allows you to change the trajectory back up as well. I think that's a big thing. Now, the concept of a Masogi, is, it, I, I got this off Jesse Itzler, and I, as, a, as a book you can read about it, but I think the biggest thing we have to do is it's a, a defining moment, okay? It was a defining, challenging, and we're going to call it a fitness event um, that becomes kind of like a focal point of your year that allows you to work towards something. You know, for, for one of my boys this year, CJ, he was to do 60 kilometers a day in November, um, every single day to raise money for a charity, which that was his Masogi. It was like, it was a prolonged Masogi event, but he worked towards achieving this. And we worked literally for the whole nine months leading up to it, or 10 months leading up to it, to achieve this event you know some of the guys in Masogi was to do this 55 kilometer Spartan race um, that we did uh, one of the boys his uh, Masogi was to do Olympic distance triathlon you know like I, it doesn't have to be an event but sometimes an event also helps right so it's it's something if you can think about over the span of the next 10 years, if you can have these like 10 Masogis, and I'm turning 40 this year, right? Uh, man. <laughs> now I've, now so, I've, got to do, I've got to do something like for Trav. Trav's going to be like, all right, we're doing this race. This is your 40th gift to me. You're doing this exactly, race. Exactly, like, 100%. Fucking, right, 100%. Yeah, well, I've got to start training year, now. Like with... It's like training. Like a couple of boys are going to do it with me so far. I haven't thrown it out there yet. But the Gold Coast Marathon is uh, a week and a half before my 40th birthday. And we're going to take the kids up to... Um to the Goldie and do the theme parks, but it's the flattest marathon mm. in Australia. So I believe I'm going to get my fastest time this year at the flattest <laughs> marathon in Australia. Um, I want to get a sub 3.30 and that's my goal for that. But uh, it's just before my 40th. So I can say I ran a 3.30 sub, 3.30 just before my 40th. That will be my, my event, Jace. I, I, you can definitely come Where, and do where's this a, with uh, me. <laughs> I was going to say, where's, where's an all downhill marathon? One that starts at like halfway up Everest and just goes around and around. I'll take come that down. one. I just like, that one, yeah. I put the wheelie, uh, the heely wheelie shoes on, and just fucking slide down. Yeah, two, two hour down. marathon done. Yeah, you're crushing it exactly. Um, yeah. But I, I think you know. But if you if you're looking at the concept of him, so yeah, I I look at future me who will be 50 years old, and I want him to look back and go, wow, like you've got you've had some really epic years okay and you've done some really one inspiring things life-defining things you've had adventures right i don't want them to go oh yeah you went to the gym three times a week for the last 10 years good on you right but i, I, I that would be fine if it is that but like i want for me personally bigger defining moments and i want them one to inspire my kids to inspire others to raise some money for some charities are close to my heart um and like, I, I just want to go, like, what's possible for my life? And I think that's a big thing. It's like, what is actually possible? Because it's, it's not doing the same thing. Because I, I don't want to do the same thing and get the same result. I want to do different things to see keep a different trajectory for my life. So have a think, you know, this Masogi, you can build on these Masogis every single year. Um, one, there's this psychological aspect of a Masogi and it creates this sense of like purpose, sense of drive, sense of motivation and commitment to achieve this. Um, it helps 
um, anyone overcome mental barriers. It helps them overcome self-doubt, um, especially you know if you make it and you get through it. You might, you might not get through it, guys. Like you might not get through it, but it's the art of who you become on the journey to doing it is what we're really focusing on. I think that's a, a big thing. It, you create this transformational moment within yourself. Um, it, it's it, this sense of self-belief when you're, because you set this mistake, you're like, fuck, can I do this? This is like, this is outside my comfort zone. And then when you do it, like I see CJ, I see the boys with the Spartan race. I see this, this, um, different level of intrinsic motivation that they start to achieve inside of themselves because like this is not possible like in their head at the start this is not possible then they do it make it and they did it it was possible and they're like fuck what else is possible in my life right it just starts to it starts to transcend transcend them and what's actually possible inside their life and comes transcends across all other aspects of their life so you know with this guys you know you you want to aim high you want to aim high but also somewhat realistic like if you've never run before don't say you're going to run across australia you can i'm not going to limit you i don't want to place my limiting beliefs on you uh, but like you'll maybe start with some smaller ones um and then achieve them and then there. set bigger ones yeah work your way up um I would say to do that, um, but you know, don't listen to what I do. Listen to what I say um, in that moment because I just do silly things. Um, and it, it needs to excite you and challenge you. I think that's a big thing. And, and the last, the last bit about the Masogi before we talk about mini goals and behaviors and Jace, I'll let you jump into that. Um, is I want you to understand that creating accountability and having some support networks on this journey is so crucial because it's it's all easy to say outlandish crap, right? I'm gonna do all this cool stuff. And it, it, like one, if you don't have accountability, you know, it was just cool stuff you said, right? And it, it's, it's having support to help you overcome. Because I'll tell you, if you set something big, there's gonna be 120 challenges along the way which is gonna make you doubt yourself. But having the support and accountability of someone will help those you know, somewhat huge um, you know, mountains become just little molehills. And they'll allow you to move past them and overcome them. And the support from people who can help you get there, and we'll talk about proximity and accountability later in the episode, but support and accountability is such a massive thing um, on the um, endeavor to achieve your yearly Masogi. A big one for accountability, and this is a kind of uh, what leads into creating those little mini goals and the daily behaviors, that's where accountability really shines. Having someone to check in with, having someone to check in with you to uh, make sure that you're on track, right? And someone to go, hey, hang on, like we're behind the eight ball here or we need a little bit more or how are you going with this? And almost like it's, a, it's like a forced reflection all of the time. Having someone to go, hang on, let's let's take a step back here. Are you doing what you said you're going to do? You said you needed to go to the gym three times this week, right? Or you said you were going to do this run. Jace, you said you were going to run 5Ks. Why didn't you run the 5Ks? I didn't see a screenshot of it on the uh, exactly. on the Fit Dad story, right? And it's like it's putting things out there. Gives you that that level of accountability. Um, as Travis doing, setting those little mini goals, right? As I've been doing, setting little mini goals. Like, cool, right, this week I want to run 3Ks, right? And today I'm going to do my 5K. And I'm going to like, those are the, you set the date, you set the goal, you work towards it, right? And these are all just um, steps on the path to, your bigger goal and that's the the best way to view it a lot of people lose sight of the daily behaviors and the things that they need to do because they don't go one plus one plus one equals uh, equals three but it's like eventually over the year it, it equals 300 
Mm. You've got it's a there's a multiplicative effect that happens, and people lose sight of the little ones. They don't see it adding up. They don't see it compounding over time. They just see the little pain in the ass of the oh, one plus one plus one plus one. It's like yeah, you need to have not only the the grit through the hard times of actually doing the daily behaviors, but you've got the big goal right wherever it is in your year uh, and then you've got a series of mini goals along the way those little check marks that just make sure hey i'm on track i'm on my way i want to lose you know 10 kilos by march and then i want to you know be under 100 kilos by my birthday which might be in may and then you know you've got these little things that are set those waypoints that let you know you are on the right track you are on the right pace the same thing with us we'll be looking at year on uh, like month on month are we growing are we improving what are the ways that we can grow if we're not growing etc cetera, etc cetera. so you want to break down your goal your masogi you want to break it down into um these stepping stones that make the larger goal the big goal seem far less intimidating because you've got stages along the way it's like when you're climbing up a flight of stairs and then there's like a a break and then there's another flight and you just go flight by flight rather than going oh i've got fifteen thousand you know, steps more to go it's like no you just you've got 10 more flights, right? And those flights are made up of, cool, you just got to do them in bursts. It's all about breaking it down and making it manageable while still keeping the the juice of the big goal, the mm. the, the passion of what the big goal will mean to you. Um, but you've got to break it down into the more manageable steps because sometimes the daily actions at the very start can seem very disconnected from the big picture. So the importance of the daily behaviors that support those goals um, is just that that those little mini goals and then the behaviors, they are far more closely linked. They're very, very, um, it's a lot more immediate of a response. Like if I, if I had to run, you know, 10 Ks in February, I'm like, all right, cool. Right. And then it's like, maybe that builds up to a marathon later in the year, whatever. Um, then I'm like, cool. Well, I know that I probably want to start to get some longer distances under my belt. I want to start maybe do like, I've got to do 5K. Then I probably got to do like a 7K in a couple of weeks time and then work up to nine. And yeah, then I'm, I'm basically there. So having the little more bite-sized goals to scale up really, really helps. It helps you build your identity. It helps you build the habits and the patterns. Because as we've talked about, you only really need to focus on this shit hard for like 66 days. That's how long it takes to build a habit. 66 days is what will create automaticity. What It'll make it now easier to do than not to do in terms mm-hmm. of your weekly habits and your weekly routines. It will now be easier to do than not to do. So it only has to be a focus for 66 days, right? Which is realistically two months. Now think about how quickly the last two months have gone, right? If you think about, fuck, November and December, they've flown by, absolutely flown by. Just a little bit more than that and it's done, right? Your, your, your habits are set in stone. That's all you've got to focus on. So in conjunction with that, again, we've talked about reflection. When you're being sort of on point with it, you want to track your progress. You want to make sure you've got an idea of, you know, what constitutes success, you know, it's very easy when you've got a very finite goal, like I want to run X amount of kilometers or I want to lose X amount of kilos. But a lot of people will do that. Oh, I want to lose weight. So I'm just going to start eating chicken and rice and going for walks. And then they don't weigh in again for a couple of weeks. It's like, well, you might've been eating too fucking much chicken and rice. You might've been eating chicken katsu and a big bowl of rice and it's deep fried and oh shit, maybe that's not the right one. Um, so you've got to make sure you track your progress. You've got to make sure you celebrate your wins and you you know, you know, actually celebrate and go, you know, pat on the back, I did this well. Just because I'm not at the big goal doesn't mean I can't celebrate. Just don't celebrate with KFC, you know, for most people. Um, and then adjust as needed with feedback. Don't adjust willy-nilly, adjust with feedback. If things, I've, I've had a number of clients that have kind of been like, all right, well, what do we do next? I'm like, well, we've been losing weight consistently. You're smashing the goals. We don't need to fucking change anything. We don't need to make any adjustments right now. We are on track. 
So let's just stay on track. And then it's like, cool, if things slow down or they stop, then we will adjust and we will adapt. But with the feedback we've been getting, you know, great success, no need to change. Let's pivot when we need to pivot, when things aren't working, because otherwise you're just banging your head against a brick wall. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. People change too early and they always mm. want to change rather than just doing the same thing over and over again. Like we, we, don't, we don't fix things that aren't broken, guys, right? I think that's a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> so do not fix things that aren't broken. But when they do break, that's when you fix them, right? Like it, it's mm. just, it's a very simple concept for us to understand. Um, I think for us, it's making sure we're, we're tracking our progress along the way, making sure we're tracking not just the milestones, but also the behavior like am I tracking my nutrition like you know for people who want to lose weight if I look compound across the hundreds and hundreds of dads that that we've coached it's the guys who are you know the 90% are compliant trackers who get the best results and the long-term success because it's a daily action of tracking even if they go above their calories it's they track they went above their calories right like mm. it's, it's the daily action of tracking which allows them to get progress and which allows that reflection I think that's a big thing for us um and also a big thing, it's, it's celebrating milestones. I, I think as men, um, we don't do this enough. Maybe as women too. I think just as humans, we don't do this enough. Um, we, we, we underplay sometimes the, the milestones. And I think it, it's so important to have these monthly milestones to say we're on track. And, you, and if you've got the next milestone, next milestone, and we never actually add our goal. And I think this is a big thing with anyone with goal-orientated humans. And we want you to become a goal-orientated human, guys. Like, that's important. Um, when we're goal-orientated, you know, we're constantly, when we achieve a goal, we're just always looking ahead for the next goal. So we, we don't get the fulfillment of hitting that milestone um, which is the monthly milestone. But we need to, we always celebrate by looking backwards over our shoulder. So we celebrate by looking backwards and then we look forward to the next goal. So if we look back, it's like, oh man, yeah, January was awesome. Like I, I tracked 25 out of the, 31 days um I, I i trained like 16 times this month and like that was a big habit-based goal for me um you know i walked you know 65,000 steps a week which was you know a goal for me as well like fantastic like bang 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 and that were my process-based behavior goals that i have to achieve my milestone outcome-based goal um for the month which was maybe to lose like five kilos and it's like dude like pat on the back like you crush month one you know we're month one into a 12 month journey and you nailed it so well like congratulations if you want to reward yourself with something maybe go do it maybe you know go and you know have a massage or buy yourself a new pair of sneakers if you're trying to run somewhere um, or do something um but it's like if you want to have a celebration and reward yourself for for really actually hitting your, your milestone and nailing the behavior-based goals, I think that's a big thing. And I think last thing, as far as the uh, mini goals and the behaviors go, it, it's adapting and evolving as we go. You know, I, I think, I don't know if you know the Tony Robbins quote off the top of your head. I do definitely don't know it. I um, but I want to make, yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's, you know, as I was thinking about this, it was going, you know, we, we keep our goals the same, but our direction to achieving the goal malleable, right? So there, there's so many different paths to achieving the goal. Mm. But so, so often when we get punched in the face, we're like, we, we essentially like, we don't get up. 
you know, lights out, we're done. Goal's not going to get achieved this this year. I'll wait till next year or I'll start again Monday or I'll do it next month or whatever it happens, right? Guys, on the on the way to achieve any game and any goal, just because you get a setback, that doesn't mean you're not going to have a comeback. And I think that's a, a big thing. It's a, your, your goal stays strict. Your way to achieve the goal is always malleable. You know, oh, I didn't lose my five kilos this month. As far as my goal to achieve, lose 40 kilos by X, Y, Z. I was like, okay, you lost three kilos. That means we're just two kilos behind, which means we can be malleable next month to come back and you know front run the goal for the following month. We can always be malleable. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, mm. as long as we're moving forward and we're moving forward, even if we're failing or we're getting negative feedback, because negative feedback allows you to understand how you did it incorrectly, so you don't do it incorrectly again. Like all feedback, positive and negative, is you moving forward. You just found, you know, another way how not to move forward. I think that's a good thing. You know, I've had so many ways on how to not to move forward in life. Yeah, well, it's like you learn more from your failures than you do from your successes, right? If you're someone who everything has come to you effortlessly, you've never known how to struggle or pivot or change when you've needed to. So, um, you know, every every quote-unquote failure is only a failure if you fail to learn from it. Um, otherwise, they're the greatest teachers. Jim Rohn um, used to say, uh, if only failures gave seminars, right? I would go and I would take notes. So like, tell us how you had this amazing marriage and this great job and this awesome life. Tell me how you threw it all away and messed it all up. Tell me how so I know exactly what not to do. Um, so rather than focusing on what do other people do, it's like, let's focus on how they fucked it up and I'm going to not do that. Um, yeah, so that's, that, that is a really big one. It's just not seeing failure as this, oh, I've hit a roadblock. Like people give up way too easy, way too easy. Like I could have given up in this running journey because I started getting like stitches and my ankle was hurting a little bit as I was running and I could have gone, yep, you know what? It's not for me. You know, it's a little bit hard. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to try this like whole not eating right before I go for a run thing. Let me see if that works. Haven't had an issue since. Uh, asked someone. I got accountability from Trev. I was like, hey, Trev, how do you not get stitches? He's like, just fucking don't eat shit before you run, bro. I was like, oh, so not having a bunch of stuff in my stomach bouncing up and down helps. Damn. Um, and then it's like, yeah, oh, oh, my ankle hurts a little bit. All right, well, if it's just a little bit, probably just getting used to that repetitive motion. Don't overdo it, but just keep doing it and it'll get better. All right, shit. Damn. Found the Comfort office. zone, right? Just go... T- just don't yeah. go too far outside to start with. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You want to be, you want to be beyond, you want to push beyond your comfort zone. And one of the things that actually helped me was giving myself permission to fail. Like when I was running, um, I think I ended up doing like four and a half k's the other day, just consistent run. I haven't done that long of a just unbroken like jog without walking for like, it, it, I would say years, like years and years and years. Um, like I could, I probably couldn't remember doing anything along that that level of distance without slowing to a walk even when I was in like primary school so um, I actually haven't realized that I've just never really committed to that much of a run Um, but in saying that as I was going I was like I'm going to give myself permission to if I need feel like I need to start walking more than welcome like no one's going to judge me no one's going to be like oh bro you you ran 4.2 k's and the last 300 meters was a walk who, who fucking cares? I'm still doing something, right? So I gave myself that permission by giving myself that permission to quote unquote fail and, and bail out as, at any point in time if I needed to. It allowed me to push way further because I almost had that safety net of, yeah, I can. I'm not going to force myself. It's like, I have to do it no matter what. It's like, hey, if something happens or if I just get to the point where I'm like, oh, things are a little bit too hard, I can, but yeah, I don't have to, but I can. I've got the option there. And I think you've got to give yourself that f- safety net to know that failure is not failure. It's just you know, not immediately getting the goal is not failure, right? Failure is failing to learn from that experience and failing to take on board what you needed to in order to pivot 
and change the plan for next month. That's all that needs to happen is a pivot, right? You find a rock in your way, right? We've, we talked about this before. It's the um, going on a bear hunt, right? If you want to catch a big one and you don't want to be scared and you, you, know, you found a, a, a rock in your way, you can't go over it, you can't go under it, you can't go around it, right? You just got to go through it. You got to, I don't know, whatever the, whatever the nursery rhyme is, I can't remember. But that's the mindset, right? It's not, we're going on a bear hunt, we found a rock, now we're going home because we're not hunting bears anymore. We start. We're going to starve now. Uh, little Timmy doesn't get his doesn't get his dinner, um, and now all our livestock are going to get eaten by bears because we couldn't go on the bear hunt because the rock was in the way. Oh no! You're fucking depressing. Uh, no one would write a nursery exactly. rhyme about you. About that? No, not at all. I think, guys. I think what we've done today is we've set up. Um, your ability to think and create these goals. Um, We've also allowed you to create the ability to create milestones and somewhat behaviors to achieve these goals. This is going to be a two-part episode on us helping you craft and create the best 2024 and next episode on this it's going to be on how to you know create that reflection and iterations how to cultivate grit um, to overcome those obstacles and mental resilience and using a power list on how to actually excel on the daily basis um, if you want help this year guys go to fit-dad.club and book in a call so we can talk about how to become the best version of you we'll talk about where you are and where you want to be and how to change your life but that wraps up this episode, the first episode of 2024 for the Fit Dad Club podcast. It's not just enough to excel in one aspect of your life. We are looking for a three-dimensional man and setting three goals for fitness, family, and finances. So we're going to venture into 2024 with these 3D goals. They're going to challenge us. They're going to transform us. They're going to make this year a truly remarkable year. The Masogi is going to have be a chance to prove you know, to yourself that you can achieve extraordinary feats. So I want you to embrace the daily behaviors. I want you to tune in to next week on how we can, you know, adopt them, overcome resilient, uh, overcome obstacles, become resilient, to cultivate grit. And I want to make 2024 an unforgettable year for the Fit Dad Club. So guys, thanks for listening to our first episode of 2024. Jace, um, over to you. Um, yeah, looking forward to hearing from you guys throughout the year. We want to grow this thing. We want to share it. We want everyone to to be a part of it. And we want to help, do as much as we can to help. So if you've heard this and you thought, oh, I'd love it if you guys offered this or did this or you know, this would really make me want to be a part of the community, let us know. Tell us some stuff that we can do to help you because ultimately we believe that the more that we help people get what they want, then we'll be able to grow this business and we'll be able to get everything that we want, which is going to impact more and more dads to create a culture of being a fit dad and not normal normalizing the idea of the dad bod and the guy who sits on the sidelines, normalizing the dad who's fitter than the kids, the ones who, uh, you know, who, who the kids strive to have to try and beat when they're in their 20s. That's what we want to cultivate. So uh, if that sounds like you, if that sounds like something that you actually want to do, maybe you don't know where to start, reach out to us, go to fit-dad.club, book in a call, have a chat, um, but we'll see you in part two of this episode. Uh, if you commit to both episodes, then you're already further ahead than most people. That's two steps forward that you've taken to set some goals and to, to, to move the needle forward on yourself so uh, you're already beating all the people that are still hung over from New Year's Day exactly talk to you next week guys peace out see ya